Welcome to another episode of Roll Die. Back for his third appearance on the show. I think he's one of our most uh, regular attendees. Uh, we have for you the head coach of Tenth Planet, the irrepressible, the very energetic, the <laughs> number one uh, guy, Frank Barker. Thanks for joining us, Frank. God, what an intro! Woo! <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good, actually. <laughs> That's why she doesn't let me do them anymore, bro. I don't allow Anton. Anton's only done about 10 in the whole 190 that we've done. That's right. Because... Hey, it's great to be back. Oh, I man. love my roll or die sticker. I love it. It's always on my visor. I'm always opening and closing my visor. And it reminds me. I love it. I love oh. it. We're looking at rashies now, Frank. Yeah. Sorry? That's next. We're going to do rashies, rash <laughs> yeah. guards. Oh, small, please. Yeah, for me. <laughs> done, brother. Yeah, done. You've got to get done. these out. All right, all right. Kim's on Christmas. my case, and I'm and Alex is Alex over at Eagle. He's going to do the artwork, and I'm, so it's it's built by the community for the community. Yeah, so here there we go. go. Yeah, awesome, man. So how's things, man? Oh, Every, everywhere we go, right? Everywhere I go nowadays, there you are with cameras in your face, and you're commentating something. So, like, what's life like for you at the moment, man? <laughs> well, I've got to be honest. Um, it's I'm 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 living by the seat of my pants, as they say, or if mm. that saying goes. And I honestly, Anton, to be honest with you, um, it's so exciting what's going on in the in the combat world right now in Victoria. I mean, although you know, on one side of the page, Victoria took such a beating mm. over what's been going on in the last few years, but on the other side, you know, there's this incredible shining light. Like, honest to God, it was the light at the end of my tunnel. Yeah. You know, my business was just Ground to dust, all of ours were, mm -hmm. um, especially being a, an entrepreneur. I mean, geez, in that climate, it was just you. You, We went from being so um, not idolized but looked up to, like, you know, people that had been in businesses for, like, 10, 12, 15-plus years successfully were looked upon as, like, man, self-made, man, women, amazing, you know. But look what the pandemic did. It, it actually was the worst thing to be involved with in a situation like that when government overreach is just, you know, fever pitch, you know. So... And then there was this commentary gig that just fuck just it just kept my just kept my business heart beating, you know. Awesome. And you know, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm getting yeah. to the point. The point is, it's 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 an easy answer. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Yeah, but it's it's more than that to me. And mm -hmm. and where where things are now for me, um, yeah, you know, I'm doing fusion fighting championship. We're already at volume four. Incredible launch of CJJ in this country. You know, Victoria is just the the pinnacle of combat sports in mm. the country. That's the point I'm getting to. On one side, it was such a, a devastating thing, but on the other side, there's this shining light. Yeah. And Fusion has been just remarkable, going from, um, you know, highlighting uh, combat jiu-jitsu for the very first time. And, you know, jits with hits. I mean, I'm a huge advocate. I came across the jiu-jitsu as a, um, a very practical, functional uh, karateka, you know, lots of Muay Thai, lots of American kickboxing, lots of, um, you know, wrestling, lots of judo, you know, all that stuff, all that 30-man kumite, you know, striking was my thing. and But but jiu-jitsu just tied me up in knots. I just couldn't do shit. So I'm thinking, man, wouldn't it be great one day if we could get back to those roots of what Hoist Gracie showed was mm. so amazing to us um, back in 93 with jiu-jitsu with striking and just 
just necessary striking mm-hmm. when things get a little and they're hanging on, you know, and then just adding those palm strikes just to open up the rib shots or the kidney shots. I mean, I love it. I love it. And Absolutely. to see that finally being launched, I've been so blessed and been able to open the cage officially in Victoria and Western Australia um, and now CJJ as well. So many amazing firsts. Um, Fusion is is at the forefront of that whole campaign. And my my dream is to have a full combat jiu-jitsu card that I can commentate on with, you know, overtimes, you know, just that, that's another thing altogether, I guess. Overtimes, we can talk about that too. But but Fusion is one of those things, you know. Path the Hex. Let's talk about Path the Hex really quick, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, go for it, man. To steal, steal the conversation, but you asked me, you know, yeah. you see me around a little bit. Well, I'm laying it all out for you, you know. It's awesome, man. Keep going, keep going. So, so Kim, get your questions ready, all right? I'm going to breathe eventually. Um, so, and by the way, Kim, it's great to see those. It's great to see those family photos again. I look forward to those annual family photos of seeing the growth of your family. It's awesome. Uh, anyway, side note, but look, let's look at let's look at Path to Hex. Right? Mm-hmm. By the way, and with Fusion Fighting Championship, we're seeing people say, "Hey, who wants to step up and be part of Fusion?" So you know, Mateo is is. Um, just saying, hey, put your nominations in who you want. If you want to be on the card, and we'll mm. look at your card, we'll look at your history, we'll see what your what competition life is like for you. Let's see how much you're training. Let's see how much of a of a semi professional you are. Let's put you on a stage under the lights on nice. a big show, paying customers, sponsorship, the whole thing. And people are stepping up in droves, in droves. Mm. So we're seeing the competition scene in jujitsu on one side of the fence, like the grappling industries, you know, the state champs, Pan Pacific champs, all those amazing, savage, um, it goes on and on, all those great tournaments where, you know, hobbyists want to go out there and do jujitsu on the weekend. Brilliant. But now we're saying, hey, listen, I know you guys love that stuff and there's you guys always showing up in the finals. Let's put you guys on a massive stage. Let's, mm. let's, let's give you one round, eight minutes. And if you want, you can choose if you want. Uh, um, to put the putasos, you know, the palm strikes in if you want. Uh, but you don't have to. And, and we're, we're really getting to these super fight matches that are becoming, you know, we're having 15 card super fight matches and we've got some of the cream of the crop in Australian jiu-jitsu scene. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Anton, didn't I bump into you at Fusion? Yeah, man. It was awesome, man. I had the best night, man. Watching just fight after fight, epic people, people I know, people from like right. around the scene, but they were in the spotlight they had proper commentary they had lights on them they had entries they had walkout music and like yeah and like everybody stepped into that it was like 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 it was like i mean some of them are already doing some of this right but others had just like there was, an, there was a couple of like eight-year-old kids in there that was the first fight that was the most moving thing i've ever seen both kids ended up in tears at the end but they went for it like you wouldn't believe. And I was like, we were all so entertained and they were so, their heart and soul was in that match. And they, they weren't in tears because they were so sad. They were like just so full of emotion. It was amazing to watch, man. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Yeah, that out of Thomas match, um, I have to tell you, you know, when he won, he told me at the Wayans, it's so funny. I talk about Carter Thomas and his, uh, his opposition as well. I mean, they, they, they did so well, but Carter won that fight and, I spoke to him at the Wayans the night before to this nine-year-old with this mullet, <laughs> this little cheeky little – I just wanted to bag him. That's how <laughs> cute he was, adorable, right? Yeah. And um, 
I'm talking to him, you know, I'm going, so what do you reckon you're going to do? You reckon you're going to miss the big shot? Yeah, you're going to go on a stage and there's music and there's people paying. What are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to, I'm going to go on for my armbar. I go, are oh, you going to go for an armbar? Yeah? I'm looking at him, right? And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, you're going to go for an armbar, right? Oh, let's see. Well, guess what he did? <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, armbar, he won. And, he's, and, and I tell you, he jumps up out of that. You were there, Anton. But for the folks that weren't there, just to paint the picture, he jumps up. He's in front of four, five hundred people. He jumps up, crying with such emotion, like you mentioned. And he's up, his opponent, his poor opponent, is bawling his eyes out in defeat. And I just ran up there. I just couldn't get in there fast enough. My my fatherly instincts yeah. just kicked in like Bruce Lee sidekick mode, right? Yeah. And I just jumped in and I just said to him, I said, "You come here." Um, I, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't remember his opponent's name. I should be embarrassed, but it's fine. Don't um, worry, man. You don't need to be embarrassed. It's totally fine. But the other kid, yeah, yeah he was a good kid. Yeah. He was a great kid. A dominance, said, hey. a dominance kid, yeah. Yeah, and I said, hey, come here. You're not going nowhere. Because, you know, usually the person that loses straight away exits the cage. I said, no, nah, come here. So I grab him and I interview him and I say, hey, listen. I go, you just did an amazing thing in front of all these people paying money. And you're like 11 years old. And I know you're so disappointed. I know you're so disappointed. But we're not. We're so proud of you. You're a little star. And I want you to remember how well you did. And just remember that today that you put in such a great effort. And everyone's and everyone went mad. They you went did. mental and you, you went mad too. Right? Everyone's cheering. That was the opener. And then I and then I interviewed Carter Thomas. I'm like, Carter, yesterday at the Wayne's, I'm talking to him like he's a professional. Um, you at the Wayne's, you said to me you wanted to armbar. He goes, Yeah, yeah, I did. And you went out there and you armbar. He goes, Yeah, yeah, I got it. And I'm like, <laughs> Like, I'm freaking out inside. Like, I'm, you might think I got it together. I ain't got nothing together, bro. Nothing, right? <laughs> I love so, it. So, Frank, do you think that there's um, opportunity for hobbyists to become semi-professional now in Australian oh, Jiu-Jitsu? Without, without a doubt. And, you know, the wonderful thing, Kim, that this is going to do too is going to put that belief back in people that hang on a second yeah i can i can have a desk job i can i can be a a, a groundsman i can do this and that. i can do whatever and then you know what i can train because i'm training anyway and we and everyone trains like professionals anyway i mean who's not training like professionals in this state or i mean i can only tell from the dojos that i'm i'm frequently training in all week long all year long decades at a time and we're all training like pros mm. you know what i'm saying like we all train like professionals look at us do we look like people that don't train hard for you? Are you kidding me? Like we're all in shape. We're all lean, mean, fighting machines. We're intelligent. We're strategic and tactical. We eat right. We sleep right. We rest right. We recover right. We're training like professionals, Kim. And we're just hobbyists. You know, we're just trying, you know, some of, I mean, I'm lucky enough to be able to do this for a living, but there's a lot of people doing it for a living, mm. you know? So not just me. So yes, I, I have to say for sure, it's really opening a nice little path that we don't have to go full on into the MMA. We can get a taste for it if you want it to be a stepping off point. The CJJ is exactly that. You know, we have jiu-jitsu with strikes. Let's test your clinching. And that's going to really start to separate. I'm not divide, but separate the different types of jiu-jitsu that they're out there. Because there's point style jiu-jitsu, which is about position and all that stuff. And that's all important. But when striking is involved, those open style games and those styles that are, are, are those leg lock styles where, you know, you're really taking risks um, going to those kind of games with stri when striking is involved, it's going to really um, add another category of, mm. of um, jiu-jitsu that I think is going to attract a different sort of fan as well. 
a mm. different kind of fan. The MMA fan can now get a bit of a door opener and a bit of an insight into the power of jiu-jitsu to understand it better. So that when we see the MMA side of things and it goes to the ground and the clinches and the and the, the wrestling up against the fences and the strikes, they're going to realize, oh, wait a second. This is, this, is, this is an important moment in this fight right now that I didn't understand before. So my job, with the commentary, I'm trying to tie it all together. My job with the commentary as a professional martial artist myself, and you know, I'm, I'm teaching every night and training around, you know, around the world with the best guys in the world. AET uh, pro pro days every single Thursday, training with the, the cream of um, MMA in Australia, UFC fighters, national champions, world jiu-jitsu champions, state Pan Pacific champions every Thursday. Mm. It's it's right. The level is just insane. So so now we're starting to get this synergy starting to happen and it's bubbling now anton i'm super excited man so that's fusion then there's path to hex i mean amateur mma i mean i i, I want to slap myself in the face I, I can't even think about path to hex and use the words amateur at all the mm. teams are on. i mean like i'm backstage kim i'm backstage every single show you know how many shows i've done dude i'm doing Fusion, Path to Hex, Saman, and the pinnacle of all shows in Australia, Hex Fight Series at 28 wow. shows. I've done every single show from wow. day one. From day one. Am I yelling? Sorry. No, I don't no, it's yell. great, man. I love your energy, man. I want you here right now. I want you over here with me, man. <laughs> You're, you pretty much <laughs> are. I was going to, but I, I decided against it for you. <laughs> Keep yelling, bro, in the best possible way. You don't, don't you dare stop. Don't okay, you dare really? drop a single notch of energy, man. Keep it at hundred percent all the way through, man. All right. So, 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 so the beautiful thing about being involved with every single highest level fight teams, and we're talking jujitsu, we're talking MMA, and these these amateur oh, semi pros. <laughs> yeah. And Kim, I noticed you said semi professional. I love that you said that. Yeah. These semi are training with the elite. They're training with the best teams. It's unbelievable. And when they come down to Victoria, because we get them from all the over the East Coast, top to bottom, all of Joey Lopez's boys, all of them, all these guys coming through that are feeding the hex machine and also the, the semi-professional scene as well. These guys train like pros, think like pros, act like pros, twice, three times a day like pros. Man, and I'm telling you, I've called so many of these amateur cards yeah. and i could easily have ripped off those leg pads and put four ounces on these boys and girls and we would have seen some of the most electrifying fights man it's unbelievable path to hex tina pathani and the crew out there mateo also the owner of fusion is also promoting for path to hex and doing a hell of a job and i'm working very closely with all of them at the promotional side and the, and the backstage side of things like mm. in the team side and the fight side let me tell you everybody is in all in Anton, all in. Kim, all in. You look at Absolute it. MMA. You look at Dominance MMA, 10th Planet, AET. You name it. All in. I could go on and on. Man, all in. Feels, and that, like, yeah, we've got a perfect I'm, storm right now in the scene, man. It's like everything is everything has come together into alignment and off we go. You know, and as you're saying, I feel like the lines have blurred so much between semi-pro and pro, because I actually think that the semi-pro people of today would kick the asses of the pros from say five, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Their level oh, is cool. so high. Their fitness 100%. is so high. Everything is so high. So now off we go. And these people are just being like, 
groomed for want of a better word for whatever's next this, this is a launch pad but i mean look at kevin say what you know look at him <laughs> enters the ufc I was just he came up from part to Hex, Hex fight mm -hmm. series, first fight in UFC and chokes the guy out under 60 seconds. I mean, get real. Get yeah. real. You yeah. know, and, and coming from um um uh, Eugene Behrman's camp, City Kickboxing, I mean, he came through as an amateur into the pros from see what's going on, see what yeah. they're producing. Mm. It's it's insane. It's yeah. insane. So, you know, you got fusion, you got part to hex. You got Salmon Challenge, you know, another pro show, different, not in a cage, on a platform, on a big stage. Mm. You know, incredible how they're using jujitsu with their with their Turkish flavor. I love that. It's just, mm. it's just really, it's really nice. It's like a step into a new dimension. You know, when you go to a Salmon Challenge, and they've had four challenges as well, mm. and I've been involved with two of those. So you know, two out of four. Um, and then of awesome. course Hex Five Series. I mean. It's just insane. It really is just insane right now. And to be part of it all, just to wrap up your question, it's just the dream come true for me. I never, ever, ever, ever got into this 13 years ago going, oh, I want to be a commentator. Oh, yeah, I want to be. No, mate. No, mate. No, 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 no. I'm just a fan that I would have the same conversations with my best mate, Danny. We'd get mm. on the couch and watch another fight. And I'd see they go, look, look, look. You see that? He goes, what, what? I go, look, look. See, he's staying on the outside of that right foot because he's southpaw. He goes, what does that mean? Well, see, your southpaw, your chin is in line with his left hand. So you've got to get on the outside. But his chin's in line with the right hand. So it's a battle of who can win that space outside that front foot and then start to create these dilemmas and, mm. and find the knockout or find the entry to the shot, to the ground and whatnot. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? I go, well... <laughs> You know, how it works, you know, and, and we would have these conversations and he's like, man, that's crazy. And then I'd say, look, look at his hands. Look, he's setting him up with that low kick. He's going to come over the top either with an overhand right or with a head kick. And then he gets head kicked. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what the hell? Like You're like, educating the audience. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I found that I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And then I think the first time I commentated was at Robbie Knight. I mean, this is at a bikey compound in Thomastown. Wow. Right? Yeah. Robbie Knight, Tribal Punishment was the name of the promotion. And one of my boys, head instructor of 10 Plants South, uh, to South Melbourne, Joshua Peckerstein, he was fighting oh, yeah. pro. His pro debut. Right. Yeah. At that show, and I said to Paris, Paris from Paris Productions, who does Fusion, he did Hex Forever, Apart the Hex, he does all the big shows, all the productions for Fo uh, for Foxtel and for uh, Channel Thirty One, and he he goes, hey Frankie, um, do you wanna do you wanna uh, commentate? I go, well, I got a guy fighting, I gotta have the fight before the fight after off, so I can warm him up and celebrate and all that stuff afterwards. I go, but if you don't mind, and I said I don't want any money because if I suck, then you don't have to pay him, you don't have to worry, no one, nothing lost, right? Just you know, give me two dim sims and a coke, and I'll be happy, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wow. he puts me on, he puts me on the cans, and I I think I predict out of twelve fights, I think I predicted like eight or nine finishes, right, just before it happened. And Paris was looking at me, and he goes, how the, I go, I don't know. Okay, I don't know, it's a, I don't know, it's a fluke. What do you want me to say? I, I, I just was able to, my martial arts experience, because, you know, the towel, yeah, as you know, in striking, the towel is all about you being able to pick the telegraphic messages that he's giving me through movement, mm. through little, little winces, how he drops his hand before he throws the kick or the chin, the shoulder. You know, I just studied that from 30 years of striking and I, I, I just remember it because, you know, I did it so much. And I had to do it myself and I had to learn being a small, light fighter. I can't keep taking two shots on the way in and the, to the head. Although I've taken a lot of shots to the head over the years, <laughs> I've got to tell you, my head yeah. still hurts. But 
but I had to, but I had to learn all of that, bobbing and weaving and fainting and and, and throwing fakes and all those things are all about, you know, setting all these things up. So, so I just kind of like, I just thought everybody knows this stuff. Like, what's the big deal? But when I, when I realized that I kind of had a way of, I don't know, putting, I don't know. I just had a, a way of putting words together and I, I just, I, 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 I don't know. I wasn't trying to be like the next guy or, you know, like a, I mean, like Joe or, I mean, he's a mate, Joe, I mean, Joe Rogan. I mean, who doesn't, the guy's just and there's yeah. so many, and Mike Chavello. I mean, I don't know if you know, but I'm calling fights for Hex with Mike, Michael Chavello now. Mm. Michael Chavello is probably one of the most, other than Joe, the most famous voice in, in combat sports. Mm. You know, it's just insane. He's the K1, Dream. Remember Dream? Mm. Pride. Remember Pride? No, right? I These are just, these are hallmarks. These are like make statues about these kind of things that launched combat sports to the apex of popularity back in the day. So I was able to just put these words together, being able to be a little educational through my business and how I work with teaching martial artists every single day at super high levels um, and just being around high level people. You know how it is, Kim, Anton, you know, you, 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 you become your environment. You know, I'm just surrounded. I mean, I'm a, Joe Rogan's a classmate of mine for years at Eddie's. Eddie Bravo, listening to him talking and and all the black belts over the years. I mean, I was just in that group. That was my circle for a long wow. time. Every wow. time I went over to Al so I'm just like, I just have to raise my level as a human, regardless of what the possibilities were going to be in the future for me. Mm, you know? Wow. Um, you know, so so like, um, yeah, there's no doubt that like being at one of those shows is amazing. It's fantastic. And I don't know if it's just me. Is there any way that sometimes when I don't go and I buy a stream, sometimes the stream, it's just not the best. You know, there's been some issues. Who do we talk to to get these yeah, streams fixed up? Because point. sorry to say, people yeah. are paying good money, sometimes $30, $40, they can't access the stream. Such a good point. That's an area that? we're behind the UFC, for example. You know what I mean? That's an area we can improve. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, Kim, a lot of, well, I mean, a lot of what I do gets lost because if you can't, if you can't get on that stream, I mean, you just miss out on all of that, you know, and it really breaks my heart that that's the case. You know, it, it breaks my heart that that's the case, that people are struggling with the, with modern technology these days mm. yeah. and modern innovation that we have these streaming issues and these streaming companies, they take money, man. Like these streaming companies, they take a good amount of money with these. And, and the reliability of the stream is not the promoter's fault. Like they are doing everything to get everything in order, to set up everything. They put the money forward. Are you kidding me? Like you think mm. these things are, oh, no worries. Let's just do a stream and a show. And I'll, I'll, I'm good. I'll sort yeah. you out after. No, Tuesday I'll pay. No, these guys are laying down a lot of money mm. in advance, yeah. really taking chances. And the fact that these streams have got hiccups is just, not acceptable in my opinion i totally agree i think it's a great point you raise kim and like actually like when i'm when i'm watching a live stream of this up and coming emerging amazing scene that we have but because i watch every ufc as well that is my comparison right i've got right. you mimicking to some degree like we mimic the format like i love how we've got you and we have daniel shuart you know, up there in front doing the pre-recorded bits at the start and we have the guest people coming in and sitting with you guys. Like we're mimicking perfectly what yep. the big boys are doing. And yet yep. when it comes to the broadcast of that, you're right, so much of it's getting lost. So much of that hard work is getting lost. And we we must, we must stand for 
a better stream moving forwards because we're like this is probably what separates us from the semi-professional to the professional like if there is a if there is a break in that it's not in the skill level it's in the broadcast quality man so yeah let's do this look man we're doing all we can as far as from my perspective and with my co-hosts or my co-commentators that are jumping in. And I, I mean, you know, like Nick Patterson does such an awesome job on Path to X. I mean, you know, Hex veteran, mm. ex veteran coming on board, doing comms with us. So we've got that professional, you know, X fighter perspective. So when I'm shoot, cause when I do Path to Hex with Nick and I've got Nick, Nicholas Mara is there as the straight guy. He's the setup guy, the play by play guy. I'm the color guy, and then Nick's there, and I know because look, I know what's going on. Okay, like really, I could just watch the thing with not even talking. I know exactly, but but as far as what my role is, that I love to use that professional. Like Jimmy Crute was doing part the hex with me for quite a while. And Jimmy's pretty busy these days and doing stuff and fighting and trying to be a professional and do all that stuff. I mean, God, I, I can't imagine what that's like training three times a day. So he he hasn't been around that much of late. So Nick's come in and stepped in to fill that little position so well, and that just you know, add so much uh, depth into the commentary and the educational perspective of the of the call. So, man, I'm with you all the way. It is just heartbreaking. Man, you know how many times I've done a show, I'm sweating, I'm putting in 120% effort. I'm going super hard. I'm going outside my comfort zone every single show. I don't care what you see. I don't care what you hear and what you think that's going on. But you've got to understand that I'm, I'm not – I'm, I work really freaking hard in this. Like mm. I put in, I, I try really hard. I get, I'm prepared as possible. Oh, yeah. I, I go backstage. I get there two hours early before the show. I do my homework. I know everybody. Mm. That doesn't just happen, Kim. I put myself in the situations. I make myself available. I make calls outside of the walls of those shows. I'm at the tournaments on the weekends. You know, you see me out there walking the beat back and forth, shaking hands, having conversations. I'm building relationships all the time. I'm watching other schools' fighters. I've got my own school to worry about, but no, yeah. I'm making sure that I'm watching the best guys because I know they're going to wind up in front of me one day. I want to know what's going on. Mm. I want to know who I need to talk to. So I'm putting in 100, 120% at least in every single one of these. So I'm doing my bit. I know Nick and the boys are doing their bit. You know, Daniel Schwartz, whoever's commentating with me on these shows, are doing their bit. You're right. These streams, it's just unacceptable um, for what's happening. It's, or, you know, the other alternative, Anton, do what you do, baby. Come to the show and sit right next to me. And Hell then you can yeah. hear the commentary. That's you can right. see the show. You can like, listen to the interviews. I, yeah. I had the best Frank Barker experience because I was sitting behind you, right? And I'd see, like, you would go out, do the interview, and I could hear you and you were on the mics and everything in there. And then you'd come back out and I'd get to see your facial expression as you were like, oh, that was awesome. We nailed that one. Or, oh, my God, there was a bit, you know, or whatever. Like, I get to see the behind the scenes part by going to the show. Like, the shows are small enough. You can get an amazing experience by going there. I really agree, man. But it, it's something special that's brewing. And I just I just hope that uh, we can, like, and it's actually not a diss. It's not a diss. It's like there's a, this is a mountain with no top, but we cannot rest. We cannot rest. Yeah. We must improve this situation. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, we only have 10 yeah. minutes left. So, Kim, I don't know how many, what question could you ask Frank that he no, could answer? Question, probably. <laughs> hey, so, I mean, given that you're around these uh, up and comers, throw some names at us, Frank, of people that we should be looking out for in the future that you think are going to be the next big things. Well, look, to be honest with you, um, if we if we just look at what's, what Hex is doing, um, 
at the moment and the kind of level, you know, the, the Sammy Kakembos and the, the Michael Barbers, I mean, these guys are just, you know, the Cody Haddens, the Sean Gauchis, I mean, these guys, these guys, when we put them together, uh, could easily be a UFC fight. Easy. You know, without a doubt, those guys are just uh, rising stars, without a doubt. I mean, you know, welterweight. I mean, look at Jonathan Michaelov. I mean, seriously, he's up against uh, jo- Joseph Luciano from the Absolute MMA uh, machine. I mean, that guy's the eternal welterweight champ coming across the hex to take on a 4-0 undefeated Jonathan Michaelov. Are you kidding me? Mm. Are you kidding me? Jonathan Michaelov, I train with that guy every Thursday, and he's out there just grinding and just smashing every single Thursday. That guy is like chipped out of stone, such a professional attitude and mindset and a professional team surrounded by absolute champions, AET, Resilience, MMA. I mean, you know, Daniel Kelly out there doing what he does. You know, Jake Matthews in there doing rounds with him. And, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, what? Like, you know, just just there, just insane. You know, you got in, in the jiu-jitsu scene, you got Duke Didier's like undefeated. You got um, Josh Saunders, this mountain of a man, 120-something million kilos of just absolute <laughs> specimen. I got, I got easy brown belt in like freaking three years, two years or some crazy ridiculous thing. Um, just, you know, these guys. I mean, you look at the the AET boys, you look at Cody Allen, you look at Meso. The Meso brothers just just tearing it up in competition. I mean, AET just took out Gee No Gee, men, women's, juniors, championship. I mean, what the? I mean, whatever's mm. in the water over here in the northern suburbs is worth mm. taking a look at for sure. Absolutely. On the jiu-jitsu, just insane. So, I don't know. Is that is that? The, I, I hope I answered the question oh. adequately, but uh, I could go on, but um, we don't have much time, Kimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm around Muhammad Bekai a lot right now these days, and that oh, kid I- is just. He's something special. He's he walks out in it like a death mask and just yeah. slaughters everybody who gets in his way. That kid, like he's got the right attitude. He trains like an adult, you know. Like, but he's just one of quite a few in his circles who are training that hard. You know, it could go any way. It's crazy matches. So, yeah, I mean, we've got. I mean, even at ten Planet Melbourne, we've got real killers. You know, as, as I mean, Daniel Ayer just took out the uh, under seventy. I think it's under seventy four kilogram. Purple belt, adult division, you know. Um, you know, he's been on the, on a tear for a long time and um he's a purple belt, but you know, he's well and truly on the way to the next level. But you know, he's it's just incredible training a guy like that and producing a guy like that from from day one. And you know, he's been training a lot with AET as well. We all do. You know, that's our that's our brother sister school, you know. Like we're so lucky with 10th Planet Melbourne because um, I have so many friends deep in the in the in the community that we can just cross train amongst our schools at the highest level and mix it with other top guys in those other schools um, and get together and and train in a healthy environment where we're all helping each other, you know. And sometimes we end up competing against each other. And that's okay. Like mm. who cares? Like let's go because we're contributing to the community, man. This whole jujitsu MMA community in Victoria and right across Australia now, but especially Victoria, I have to tell you. Anton and Kim, I am so proud to have decided to pursue um, jiu-jitsu in this state. And I knew I was in for a, a real ball terror, you know, because everyone's such a high level, you know, dominance, absolute, goes on AET. And, and thank God they embraced me and where they could have easily just, you know, given. And, of course, everyone has their share of um, um, negativity in their lives, but I it bounces off me like I'm a fucking superhero. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't even. <laughs> It yeah. doesn't even. 
Hey, I would like I would like to bring this home strong, right? Because I think that one of the things is like we talk about semi-professional to professional, right? And one of the things that really stands out to me is the more people like what will cause these people to go to the next level is more support, right? More support buying tickets, buying more live streams. When it's entertainment, we can do more of these things. We can give more people the spotlight. Um, but like, do you want to expand on these sorts of thoughts? Because I really want to finish. This has been an amazing episode where you really shone the light on what's going on in this amazing fucking scene that we have in Melbourne. Yeah. But like, we've got four minutes break, so we'll have to shorten. Yeah, no worries. You got four minutes 34, brother. (laughs) No worries. I'll keep this short. What I want to see is I want to continue to build and harness the most amazing relationships amongst our top black belt coaches, our top martial arts coaches that are putting not only their families and their, their money where their mouth is, and, 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 but, but really for the fighters. And I think um, I want to see it continue to grow professionally as it is, and I want coaches to expand uh, their horizons and to, to eliminate any ceilings that they may put on themselves because of the arduous um, day-to-day grind. And it's very like that. I mean, talk to Simon Carson. The guy's got a billion kids, 800 dogs. I mean, he's got five five, five schools, whatever. But you're hiring 30, 40, 50, 50 people. What's wrong? Sorry, bro. Did I hit a nerve? So um, true. You know, awesome. he's got, All those numbers you know, like he's, Yeah. You know, I mean, you know. But, and I want to encourage each and every one of them that I work with all of you out there. I work with all of you guys and I see all the work you do and I see the love in your fighters' eyes. I see the passion and the determination they have. Everyone is doing what they need to do. I hate to say it, but it's going to be like this. We need to just keep doing what we're doing. Look what Hex is doing. Hex has gone in massive, massive 4,000-seat arena, uh, November 18, Hex 28. Next wow. year, we're doing five shows, one overseas we're going global i'm not gonna expand on it i'm not gonna expand on it but that's what's going on next year so that's five hex next year alone and i know fusion's doing big things we know they do minimum of four and i know part the hex is doing minimum four so right there there's like 14 15 incredible moments and shows Mm. salmon's gonna do two to three next year it's on and on the tournament scene is blasting we're heading like a comet Haley's comet man it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu right now in MMA, it's at fever pitch martial arts in Australia, on top of the world, no longer behind the American scene, leading from the front. Unbelievable to be part of it. Thanks for having me. It's been a plum pleasing pleasure and a privilege. Mm-hmm. Keep it 10, 10 plan all the way. Check out my socials. Check out my live feeds. Check it out. Go do jiu-jitsu. No gi all the way. If you want sub only, no tees, come and check us out, 10planetmelbourne.com.au. Fill in the box provided with your email, and I will personally get back to you and begin this jiu-jitsu journey with you. Let's go. Woo! Hell yeah. <laughs> wow. From two dim sims and a coke, there, Frank. From two you. dim sims and a coke to this amazing machine. <laughs> Kim, close the show. Awesome, and you're still coming on to time, Frank. Ultra, very, very professional. <laughs> Ultimate professional. Thank you so much for giving up your time for the third time on this show. Anyone that wants to have a listen, go check out our previous episodes with Frank. I think it was about two years ago and about three years ago. So we've improved heaps and um, we will have this podcast out for you in a couple of weeks. Look forward to seeing you on the mat or behind the microphone. Awesome. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Thank you very much. Good luck out there. Thank you. Bye-bye.